0: Welcome to Online Marketing Made Easy. This is a special bonus episode, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Today, I have a special guest. His name is Philip Stutz, and based on his extensive research, he's going to help us understand three very important types of consumers, consumers that I promise you are dealing with right now, specifically the overwhelmed consumer, the influenced consumer, and the activist consumer. So he's gonna dive into these three different types of consumers and help us understand as marketers and business owners, how do we capture their attention? How do we support them? How do we address their needs? And ultimately, how do we get them the results that they're after? So, this episode is going to blow your mind. I know that it's going to blow mine because I already know what we're going to talk about, and I can't even wait to dive in. I specifically asked Philip to come on the show at the last minute based on the data he recently found. And I said, I want to be the first to talk about this. Come on my show. Let's dive in. This is so fascinating to me. And he said, Yes. Okay, so while you listen to this episode, think about how you can use the information you're going to learn in your email copy, your sales copy, heck, all copy that you create, but also think about how you can use this data to create more valuable content, whether it be for your blog or your podcast or videos? How can you use what you're learning here today to actually infuse it and what you do to capture the attention and to nurture those that you serve? I hope you love this topic as much as I do. Let's go ahead and invite in my guest. Hey there, Philip. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm so glad that you're here.
1: Uh, I am so happy to be here and I'm excited to to walk through everything and help your, your audience really get through this tough and weird time that we're living in.
0: Absolutely. I don't typically do bonus episodes, but when you told me you had this data yeah. and you told me it wasn't like widely out there yet, I thought... Well, I want to talk about it. I want to be one of the first to talk about it because it's so fascinating to me and it will be incredibly interesting to my audience of small business owners. So let's back up because you've never been on the show before. Tell people who you are, what you're all about, what you do, because it's very different than most of my guests.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) So, you know, I've been in marketing for, well, I'm 47, so I guess I've been in about 26 years now and but i come from a little bit of a different background i come from the start of it was in politics so i've marketing marketed politicians still have an agency that does that we've been doing that for you know a long long time but about seven years ago i had a business owner a very uh authentic and innovative business owner reach out to me and say i'm sort of fascinated by how you elect politicians from presidents to senators Do you think you could apply those practices to my business? And I went, oh, that's interesting. And at the time, you know, you may relate to this. Maybe some of your audience relates to this. I was 39 turning 40 and you kind of go through that midlife crisis okay. thing. Where, you know, I, I always relate it to like going up a, a roller coaster your whole life and you, all you do is look up and you see the sky and then you hit like thirty nine forty, and you crest the top <laughs> of the roller coaster and you look down and you go, oh no, that's, this is yeah. all there is left. So I saw, you know, so I, and I also joke, you know, some men go out and buy motorcycles, some uh, have affairs. I, I just started creating businesses in a weird way. I don't know. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I, it's just sort of my path. But I just said, wow, this is the great challenge of my second half of my life. And so we worked for this business owner. and We had just massive, explosive results um, helping him grow his business. And then I went, well, there's something here. And so we started building a corporate marketing agency out of it. But I did it a little differently. I said, you know, there's so much uncertainty in marketing today. How could we create a marketing firm that eliminates the risk of the business owner? And I found it through sort of the formula of how we elect senators, presidents, and all that. And it's very, the principles are the same. The execution is totally different. I could go into story after story on how we do it. But the bottom line is the one factor that is rooted in everything we do is in data. And when a politician tells me they want to run for office, they in- inevitably give me like 25 things they want to run on. And I'm like, oh, geez, no one wants to hear your 25 issues. They've got right. soccer practices and homework and kids and all, you know, like nobody wants to hear that. And so what we do is we go in and we, it's much more sophisticated than this, but we we go in and we ask the voters through polling and data and all that stuff, what they care about of those 25 issues of a politician. And inevitably we find two, maybe three issues that blow through the water that that voter doesn't care if the politician is an unknown or maybe even an unsavory candidate, they're gonna support them because of these one, two or three issues. From that point forward, that's all we focus our marketing on, Mm -hmm. nothing else. They may want to talk about these other 22 issues, but we're not, because that's where we have alignment between the politician and the voter, and that's where we build our marketing campaigns out of. And so in the way we apply this to businesses and how we looked at this, I went out and created a partnership with the largest data collection analytics and AI company in America, and in my database is 230 million American consumers, 550 million connected devices. We're tracking 10 billion online purchases every day and a trillion searches. Wow. And so what we're able to do is hone in on the consumer, the customer, the client, and tell the business owner, hear about your business, hear the things they wanna hear from you. Uh, I always say, this is the last thing I'll say in my background, but the last, it's, we get caught up in our founder's story a lot right? I'm, I'm just as guilty of this, Amy. Like I'm probably the worst at it. But what if you knew that your followers, your customers, your clients, they only cared about 25% of your founder story? Would you continue to talk about the 75% that they don't care about? Or would you optimize that 25% for maximum results? And so that's what we're always trying to do is understand where there's an alignment between the business owner And the customer and we think that's where you start your marketing you don't start your marketing with a brand that may not resonate with your customer you don't start by running ads that may not resonate find out what what works first and then spend your money and that's how we've approached this and sort of that's sort of my background is how we built this and where this data we're going to talk about today comes from this 230 million uh american database that we have
0: okay so i cannot wait to dive in because you shared data with us uh, a couple years ago, actually, yeah. where our relationship started a couple years ago. And you graciously shared all this data with us right before we went into our uh, Digital Course Academy launch. Mm. And it was our biggest launch mm. ever. And I don't think it's any Thanks coincidence that. that we had this amazing data that we could apply to our marketing. And we did, we applied it to how we grew our leads, how I did, I weaved it into my webinar. I talked about it on Facebook lives. So it definitely made a difference and, that's why every time you email me or send me any data, I'm like eating it all up because I know it's that powerful. So I feel very uh, lucky that you came on the show today because you actually are seeing some consumer trends that are happening right now that are you know different than we would even think.
1: Yeah, so like two years ago, <clears throat> I decided to tap into this database to figure out what was going on in the economy as the lockdowns happened in the coronavirus. And we were able to spread that data out we gave it away for free we usually charge a lot of money to our clients and we decided in a weird moment uh, i asked myself a question how do how do i want to be remembered a year from now and i said well i think we need to give this away for free Mm -hmm. this is by the way how we met because i gave it away for free i got introduced to mike hyatt who was so blown away by the data we were putting out helping a lot of business owners in that weird moment that he introduced us. So that's kind of like, like crazy enough, right? Give first and good karma comes back to you. I'm yes. a big fan of that. So um, so we've looked, we've done about 25 different studies each month since the you know pandemic about what's going on in the economy, what consumers want, what they're looking for. And the crazy thing is everything is shifting all the time. The consumer, you know, was scared to death in in 2020. Then all of a sudden, they became abundant when when the government started handing checks out. And now we've shifted into a different zone. So we've put out a lot of free data. And then in the last in 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 uh, the the late winter of 2022, we put out a 24th data report, and some interesting things come out of it. One, uh, there were five things that came out of it, which has led to the report we're releasing today on your show exclusively. Um, a couple of things: twenty-three percent of employees in the job market right now in America are looking for another job, which is crazy. A quarter that is of the market. So
0: high.
1: Sixty percent of the workforce in America right now it wants to work virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, the fifty-seven percent of of American consumers view the economy as poor. Seventy-two point two percent are buying groceries online due to convenience. And when I tell you that, it's not like, well, that doesn't apply to me. Think about it, they're making these choices on convenience and we're gonna get back to convenience on the report we're releasing today. And then 13% of American consumers plan to cut expenses and the number one um, uh, place that they're gonna cut is in streaming services. So over the pandemic, they subscribed to every streaming service. And now with the economy getting a little uh, weird, That This is the one area they're starting to cut. Well, that's important to me because I think it's really understanding that people are starting to cut expenses and you need to know what that means. And that's going to go into the brand loyalty things that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Which leads to this. There's been a 20% spike in, in people switching from brand loyal products and services and the number one, switching out of what they've always been brand loyal to. And the reason being is price. Uh, I didn't want you to say that. I know we saw that in the data. Yeah. And so then we said, oh, my God. So we released this um, a few weeks ago and I went back to my team and I got something weird is going on. And, you know, think about what's going on in the world right now. The pandemic, inflation, supply chain issues, food shortages, protests, uh, canceling of people, war, stock market fluctuations, Trump, Biden, kids, education disruptions right? Mm -hmm. Um, The effects of wearing masks on kids. I mean, again, I'm not judging. I'm just telling you all these different things, right? Potential of shutdowns, business owners that can't find workers. Yeah, And we've never had so much uncertainty in decades in this country. And a lot of Americans are facing this for the first time. Look, I'm, again, I'm 47, but I've never had to, you know, my parents' generation, they there was the draft, like it, all the way into the late 60s and 70s, there was always the constant, you know, you could get drafted, you could go to war. And we've had a war. We had a war in Afghanistan for like 16 years, but no one really paid the price if you didn't volunteer to pay that right. price. And so a lot of us have never gone through massive struggle and uncertainty before. This is a new feeling and it's causing massive ripples between customers and consumers in the market. So we just said we've got to get a hold of this. We've got to understand this. And we looked like you said, it we looked at the data and the data came back and told us there the vast majority of consumers right now fall in three buckets, the overwhelmed consumer, the influenced consumer, and then the activist consumer. And so that's sort of where we're where we're kind of focused on today. And again, There is a constant state of uncertainty, and it's driving people into these three buckets, and that's what we'll jump into.
0: Okay, so let's do it. Should we start at the top with the overwhelmed consumer?
1: Yeah. Well, I'd even give you the demographics. Okay. 91% of the overwhelmed consumer is between 35 and 54.
0: Okay, that makes sense. 35 and 54. It's,
1: It's mostly parents, mostly. Kids in the household, there's a lot going on, right? And so the the demographic of that is really interesting. And what we found is this is included, uh, the consumers are managing both careers and kids who may be in and out of daycare or school, and they're overwhelmed in their day-to-day challenge of balancing work and life. And I am totally in this bucket. Like I'm the overwhelmed consumer right now. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. I, I mean, I don't know where, you know, when we go through all these, but that's hundred percent where I am. I'm, you know, I, I run and own six different businesses. I had, a, you know, my daughter, I'm trying to be a good husband and a good dad and it trying to balance all that. And then just trying to love myself on top of that. Oh, man yes that's tough. the hardest thing i'm going through right now right i think yep. I, i'm the one that falls in the i don't love myself I, that's the last thing that happens yeah and that's not good for everybody else so i'm the overwhelmed consumer i definitely feel that right now and so where you know that's the demographics so we can jump into sort of the messaging that works for them um or anything else that you're sort of looking at
0: yeah but Go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, no. Tell me what you're thinking. I
0: love talking about the messaging that works for them because the people that are listening, they're writing copy for sales pages and emails and social, and they want to know how to connect and attract the right audience. And they're struggling right now. And here's another thing. I, I should have said this at the top. My students, and I've seen this in my own business are seeing lower conversions. Yeah. Of so course. people aren't buying as easily as they have in the right. past. And that's a struggle as well. So if you can address any of that, we would love yeah. it.
1: So the Overwhelmed conservant. And 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 we're gonna provide everybody listening, they get a free access to this data report. So cool. It is Interactive, it looks cool, it's not boring, it's not like some kind of oh Lord, some dude like, just got Milton on my show Ford and just gave me a bunch it. of raw data. No, like we made it <laughs> decipherable, <clears throat> actionable, like easy to read. And and you need to know something about me. Yes, we'll give it away and it has an email opt-in, but I'm not selling anything. Okay. Like this is a moment to just give, and that's what we want to do. So for everybody so cool. listening, this is your free access to this.
0: Cool. So We're gonna the over- link to it in the show notes. Everyone can grab it. <clears throat>
1: The overwhelmed consumer right now is looking for certainty, but they're also, so you've got to give them certainty. But what we're noticing is the platforms they're consuming, the hobbies they're consuming, all of these things. Because we can, so with our data, Amy, we're able to track these people's, the, the, their online movements. It's not like what they say, it's what they're doing. And we're able to do that. We're able to track their movements online. So we're seeing what they search for. We're seeing what they're buying. We're seeing all of these things. So that's how we're uh, um, putting this thing together, and then we aggregate this. We create our AI, and then we spit this out. So what they're looking for is they 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 want certainty. You got to give them certainty in your messaging. You got to give. And, and there's also an escape messaging part of this as well. And since they have young children, right? they're they think about the overall. Like that's that's how I am. Like my escapism right now. <clears throat> just an example is. I've learned how to hunt. Like not because I want to like kill animals, but, but, and I, my daughter has started with me. She's nine years old because I want to teach what it's like my daughter to consume organic food, to know where your food comes from, to know that there's a sacrifice involved in that food. But that's my escapism is to learn how to do this ethically and, and all that stuff. Right. So I'm, again, I fall into this bucket. Right. And so, one of the, the factors that we've seen them fall into on the escapism part of this is they're, uh, they're consuming sports, movies, and social media okay. more than anything else.
0: Yeah.
1: Here's the weird thing. They're buying and drinking more alcohol than any other consumer right now. Ooh. They are trying to change jobs. So we talked about that job change earlier. Mm-hmm. This is that bucket of people. There's another, uh, the, on the other uh, two audiences we looked at, one isn't changing jobs, one is. So that's one though. They are buying into items to escape reality. So what we're noticing—they're buying a lot of home improvement, <clears throat> workout equipment, uh, arts and crafts, things that get them away from the reality of the uncertainty of the world. Mm. It's their escapism. Escapism isn't bad; it's constructive, right? right. So you've got to whether it's in your <clears throat> in your advertising messaging. Or your communication, you've got to tap into the fact that your product or service helps them achieve what they're looking for in their subconscious. And that's what we're finding right now with that overwhelmed consumer.
0: Got it. Okay. And so um, a lot of my uh, listeners are coaches, consultants. They have digital courses, memberships. And if they are selling something that doesn't have to do with escaping so like for me, I teach people how to create digital courses. So how do I apply what you just said to to something that's going to help them make money?
1: Yeah. Again, it doesn't mean you sell escapism. It's that you bring escapism and give them the ability to have those kind of things by what you're selling. So if you're like, hey, I'm selling this product or service because it's going to give you more time to do the things that you want to do.
0: Got it. Okay. That Does makes that make perfect sense? sense. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it's, how do you tap into what they're actually seeking? Again, you probably, Amy, aren't thinking about escapism with your audience right now. No. But if you can say, hey, like, and it's true, it's authentic. And we're going to get into what I really want to impress upon people is I don't, I'm not here to trick anybody. I'm not here to manipulate anybody. Marketing is manipulation. I get that. But the point is, is how do you tap into your authentic self? the things that you already believe in, but maybe you have it tapped into that in your messaging. And so I'd imagine that in what you're doing right now, right? It is to give people freedom. It is to give people more time back with their family. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I'm so compelled by your story is, um, you know, I believe this, that business owners have to be right now there has to be distinction and authenticity. That, those are the two things I would tell. <clears throat> you have to go into the lane that no one else is going in. And there are two ways to do that, right? You give a great example of someone that's studied under you, and I think she sells caramel apples.
0: Yes, Danira.
1: Okay, De Nira. How many people are doing that right now? She is in a lane that, yes, there's some competition, but she's in a lane all by herself.
0: And I think she created the competition when she first got there. I don't know many people at all that were doing what she's doing.
1: Right. Distinction, authenticity. Now, people are listening going like, okay, but I'm in this industry with a thousand other competitors. Same, me. So so am I. (laughs) Right. Look, I'm a marketer, Yeah. right? But I'm the only marketer out there right now that came from the world of politics. And even if you hate politics, there's an intrigue there about, hey, I don't like politics, but I'm kind of interested how you guys have this win-or-die mentality and you get people elected, and I'd like that inserted into my business. Do I fit everybody? No, but it's authentic to me, and it's distinctive, right? Yes. Society needs differences. What I'm going to tell you, and this is more broad macro, stop acting like everybody else. Mm. Businesses need differences to succeed and stand out in this moment. And that's what's so important from what I'm seeing in this data.
0: Yes. Such a great point. Great reminder. We, you know, we tend to compare ourselves with everybody else online and think, how can I do that? Where you're saying, no, stand out, be different, get, you know, find your own lane, do it differently than everyone else. And I think that's a great message.
1: Thanks. Yeah. So. Do you want me to jump into the influence? Yes.
0: I'm consumer. very curious about this one. The influenced consumer. What is this about?
1: So this is an audience that includes consumers who consider social media and influencers across all platforms in their buying process.
0: Okay. I might fall into this one. So tell you, me more.
1: You may, I would say you probably do. <laughs> so they... The, the interesting thing is this is how consumers are wanting to buy from people like you right now, okay? They want what you have. That's clearly what we're seeing. There's um, there's somebody in your space that we work with, and she has decided that every three or four months, she and her husband are going to move to different locations around the world, Oh, right?
0: cool. Okay.
1: And my thing is, you need to tell that story. Why are you doing it? Not just showing a picture of you on a beach, you know, and saying, look at my life. Don't do that right now. That's not what people want to see. What they want to see is, Hey, let me tell you why I've made this decision and how it's going to affect my family and how it, how it's going to look at my business and why I'm doing this and why it's going to help me serve you better. You, you got to tell, um, and also we found in the data, this is really interesting. So, Talk about the people that inspired you from mentors to parents. So this is what I learned from my mentor or my parents. These kind of messages. State your values. The influenced consumer wants to buy into those values. Mm. But but often we tell them at some point and then we just move on to different messaging because we've already told that. We think everybody knows that. But the fact is they don't know it. Because you haven't talked about it in a while. I'm not talking about you personally. I'm talking about in general. No, but right? this
0: is good. I literally maybe have talked about our company values once. And, then, and some of them are super cool and unique. And I haven't talked about them since.
1: If people are going to take a course from you, it's something you should always bring up. This is why I'm doing this. These are my values. Because Ooh, they want to buy into those same values.
0: I hope all my course creators heard that because <laughs> it makes perfect sense in terms of if someone's going to buy a course from you and they want to learn from you, they want to know who you are, what you're about, what you stand for. And I also love what you said that I wanted to hit home. Don't just show yourself in the moment doing something cool. Tell them the story behind it, why it means something to you, why you did what you did. And I think that's a whole different ballgame.
1: Well, it's just distinctive. Yeah. Like right, right, what I keep saying, it's distinctive and it's authentic. Distinctive okay. and authentic. Everything I'm going to say today is distinctive and authentic, right? So here's where we get really interesting, Amy. <clears throat> they want more details in your ads.
0: Oh, tell me more about that. Not some advertising? pitchy
1: marketing message that makes you click through a website and go through a funnel. They want to know what you need to tell them in the ad and not like some one sentence line that makes you click to a website and then makes you click to another thing. So I'm not saying click funnels are dead. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that in your initial, you know, what I say, the discovery ad where they discover your message, it needs to have more detail now.
0: And and the reason for that is because people are feeling like they want a bigger connection with us.
1: They want to know what the offer is. Not, Literally, the offer. They want to know what you're talking about and not make them go down a rabbit hole.
0: Okay. Okay. So pay, uh, tell it right up front. Like don't hide it. Don't make them jump through hoops to get it right up front.
1: And that leads to the number three factor, which is they all are about time saving, which I like to call friction to transaction. And the greatest example of that is Amazon, right? Amazon has mastered the elimination of friction to transaction. Two clicks yes. and it it's delivered to your house.
0: Too easy. Too easy.
1: You need yeah. to make it easy. It doesn't it doesn't mean that you don't have a funnel. I get that. You, everybody's got a funnel. I get it. But you've got to put more in, more message up front than probably you have in the past.
0: Okay. Okay. That's a great advice. And so we're still talking about the influence <coughs> consumer um, do you think some of these apply to the overwhelmed consumer? Like, I would think an overwhelmed consumer would want to just get me to the point, like, tell me upfront mm-hmm. what it is. No,
1: because they're looking for escapism. So they'll go down the rabbit hole with you.
0: So fascinating to me. This is why I love talking to you. Okay, good. I'm glad we made that. Ex- um-
1: and, and part of that is their media consumption for the influenced consumer is less escapism it's more video.
0: More video. They'll
1: watch video. So if your ads are video, if your top of the funnel is video, yeah, more information is better. Okay. The yeah. other thing is brand loyalty has, as I talked about earlier, but it is rapidly declining.
0: Okay. So, you did talk about that. So yeah. why do you think, it, it, so do you think it's hundred percent based on price why brand loyalty is declining?
1: So we're working with a billion dollar apparel brand right now and they are scared mm. to death yeah because they are on the higher end and what's happening is the knockoffs are now getting all the business
0: Ah, <sighs> yes
1: and i'll tell you the the brand afterward. i i can't you know just for yeah. their sake they don't want me to talk about what they're struggling right. or, or just worried about but we're seeing this throughout i'm seeing this in the data report we we're giving everybody today but It's not that it's gone. It's that you have to be distinctive and authentic. And you may want to think about deals. Don't, don't, don't get scared by that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause I typically don't discount.
1: (laughs) Right. I'm not, and maybe you don't need to, maybe you want to just test it. But the fact is, is that, um, you have a very distinctive and, um, authentic brand right? So you don't have to discount by 50% or anything like that. I'm not saying you should discount, but we're just seeing people go, you know what? I, I can probably get this at a lower cost and somewhere else, right? And that, that has a lot to do with the inflation. Everything's more expensive and they're looking around to see where they, they can cut costs. Yeah. So again, friction to transaction is time saving is really important. So if you say, you know, hey, we're going to save you time. You're going to make more money. Maybe that's the way. Instead of saying we're going to get you a deal or we're going to cut prices, the value you provide gets them the deal and helps them cut their price.
0: Yes. That I love. And I can get behind that 100%. And that's messaging that we could do so much better with in our company. So, yes. Right. Okay, so right. this is this is the influence consumer. Is there anything else to add to the influence? No,
1: consumer? no. I mean, again, you can die. And here's the thing in the report that we'll make free for everybody. We give samples of what ads look like. Ah. Uh, we we give like real statistics from like McKinsey and all these other you know very very short. So there's a ton more. I'm just giving the top.
0: Cool. Line. Okay, you guys have to get your hands on this report. I'm going to be devouring it. So okay, and then okay. you've got. The The activist activist. consumer. I'm so so curious about this one. So
1: I want to, I think everybody, every business in the world is getting this wrong right now. Okay. The activist consumer. They're going out and they're advocating for activist issues that their consumers actually don't want to hear about, don't want to talk about, don't want the company. Like, again, when we talk about authenticity, does anybody see some of these companies out there running around speaking on issues and think they really believe in that? right? The fact is, is that they really don't believe in that they're doing it because they're trying to,
0: Oh, okay.
1: They're, they're trying to get you to buy more things and it's not authentic. Okay. Distinctive and authenticity key to everything. So,
0: you know, it it reminds me real quick mm -hmm. when, um, let's say, uh, in June, I think it is, well, it's kind of different everywhere, but for Gade Pride Month, And when people will do stuff just in June, but everyone else is like, well, where are you the rest of the year? It's that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Totally. I'm going to give you guys some really strong examples on how to be an activist company authentically. And we'll do that in just a second. But here's the, um, I'll give you the demographics. Right now, the activist consumer, 56% of that market makes over $75,000 a year.
0: Whoa. That's a lot.
1: Yeah. So these are people that have discretionary income and they're willing to spend more money if they believe you. Now, this is where everybody gets wrong because they go out and they just go, "Oh, it's gay pride month. I'm gay pride." Like, no, don't. Like, if that's not in your core and you have a reason to say that and you do it once uh, one month a year, you're wrong. Like, right. that's the whole point. Okay. But and let me go back one thing because I've left out one thing on the influence consumer. Uh influence consumer. Yeah. It's pretty much evenly distributed amongst all age brackets. Oh. And sorry, I forgot to give you this demographic. And, but 59% of the influence consumer makes less than $75,000 a year.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's In good to know. In the market we're
1: looking at. Okay. So let's go back to the activist. Consumer.
0: Wait, do you know the overwhelmed consumer, what they're making?
1: Uh, I do. It's in the report, but in my crib, you can just download it. It gives us all
0: a chance to go get in there. Yeah, it's in the
1: report though. All that demographic stuff. I'm just giving you some of the top line. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. So the activist consumer, let's go through this. They don't feel like they're doing enough or they have enough or that things are fair. Right. So you have to show them that investing in you or your business gives them that power. And again, people just get this so wrong so often, and then they get no results, and they're like, I don't understand that it didn't work. They, so a little background on this audience. They're looking for a job. So this is another, the overwhelmed consumer and the activist consumer are looking actively looking for jobs. They want to do good. They're also, now this is weird, so all tight. They're also looking to buy a pet.
0: Buy a pet? Yes, that's so weird.
1: They're looking for love.
0: Aww. They're
1: looking to, f- to fulfill a need. Okay. And so you can say, well, how would you, what, 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 what am I supposed to do with that? Well, I mean, we, we I, let me give you, can I give you one example of how we use Please. this? So we have a, we work with a, um, a billion dollar title company. So when you go buy a house, you don't, as the consumer, you don't go, hey, we're going to close in a month. What title company should I use? No, you go to your real estate agent and you say, hey, real estate agent, where do we go for the closing? And they go, oh, to go to this title company. And you, you know, so it's a B2B market. And the consumer for us is the real estate agent. So we were able to overlay for this title company, all the real estate agents in their in their huge, massive market. And we found that 62% of real estate agents own dogs. How in the heck would you know that? But we found that out. Right. And so then we started to brand the company around their, uh, the people that worked at this company, their dogs. We put so dog ads together. This company went from the, the they were like the third largest regional title company in in the region they were in, in the Southeast uh, of America, uh, the United States. Now they're the number one regional title company, and they're the number three title company entire region of the Southeast. Wow. And did uh, the dog ads make that difference or uh, create them to grow that way? No. But it made a deeper connection with the real estate agents that they started putting more business together. And the CEO is like, I don't know how, I thought we would talk about, I thought my ads would be talking about title company and you guys changed it to dogs and it's the most effective ad campaign we ever run. (laughs) And I didn't do anything. I just looked at the data and designed a, a campaign around it. Right. And that's what we're looking for. So, again, you know, you could use, hey, you know, if you're looking for you could use it in your copy. You can use it in a lot of different ways. Tell stories about your own animals, how much you love them and how much they mean to you, that kind of thing. Right. Yes. All All right. So this is where businesses get wrong with the activist consumer. Right. The majority of consumers don't want you speaking on an issue that looks inauthentic. They want businesses to have values that are authentic. This goes back to the values like example, Tom's shoes, right? Buy one, get one. That's authentic. They're giving that. That's their beliefs. That's what they believe in, right? Um, or show like, if you make money, you're going to give it back to a charity. That's another authentic way. People all the time, business owners come to me and they go, oh, we don't want to tell people what we do for charity. And I'm like, but you need to, because it's important for the, your customer to know that you're not just a soulless entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, so show your charitable side and and share an authentic story that you have an experience in. That's the activist in you. So if you have had breast cancer, then talk about how you contribute to breast cancer charities because you've had that experience. Yes. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. It has to be authentic. It has to be aligned. Um, That makes perfect sense. And when I think about these three, I know my listeners are going to have this question. Mm -hmm. I think about these three different types of consumers, Mm -hmm. and I can see each of them in my audience. Now, Mm -hmm. the overwhelmed consumer is 100% the top of that, Mm -hmm. probably 75% of my audience. correct. But I definitely have the influencer and the activist in my world. And do you think, does it make sense? Like when I teach people how to double down on their avatar, who they're marketing to, I'll say like, spend the majority of your time and efforts in figuring out how to talk to them to the largest group you attract. But there can be other things, and tell me if you disagree with this, in your marketing that can attract, let's say, the activists. Uh, Here's an example. We have a brand new website coming up and we spent... (coughs) hours and hours and hours on the charitable page, something Mm -hmm. I've never done before. Good for you. Yeah. So we, every year, let our employees choose where our money goes, and then it's really cool to see who they choose, and we're going to spotlight all of that. And so that might not totally apply to the overwhelmed consumer, but if I've got some activists in there, that's going to speak to them.
1: A hundred percent. Okay. And if you look in this data that we're giving, you could actually segment out age bracket, income bracket. So your targeting of your ads goes to those audiences, whether it's overwhelmed, influenced, or activist.
0: Yes. Okay. Talk to me about ads a little bit. What are you seeing? Where should we be putting our ad money? Mm -hmm. I know you gave us that really great tip about more detail, tell Mm -hmm. the story up front, but what else are you seeing with ads? Okay.
1: Good. I'm gonna pull my notes up.
0: Oh, please do. We love some. We love when people come on the show prepared. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my god. I, I haven't slept in like forty-eight hours. So. Oh, wow. you're but you guys are getting this first. So
0: we're so lucky.
1: Yeah. So for um, for the overwhelmed consumer, the top streaming networks were ESPN, Disney, and Apple Plus. Okay. Apple TV. The top networks were Disney Jr., Nick Jr. and ESPN. So that's like you know mainstream, right? Yeah. The top social channels were LinkedIn, TikTok and Instagram.
0: Stop it. Facebook was not that this has to be a newer phenomenon. So
1: have you you, you may not have consumed. I, I am um, I, I have been on the soapbox for about six months now that you what? need to get off everybody needs to get off uh, not get off. You need to be very careful with Facebook right now and let me tell you why. Okay. it's, it's become a kind of a crappy platform. I hear you. And the reason being is the iOS update over a year ago that, that contributed, you know, Facebook now has had their like worst month in like 20 years or worst quarter in 20 years because of this. But it's also this after the 2020 election, people were just turned off whether you're right or left. It's like uh, Facebook is putting out all this junk and I don't want to watch it. Then they started canceling people. Right. Mm -hmm. And the social media platforms, not just Facebook. And so people, we've seen this in the data, Amy, people, consumers went, you know what? I don't want to buy anything on Facebook because they could use that leak it. And then all of a sudden I'm going to get canceled for buying jump ropes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like we've seen this. And so we've seen this diminishing return on Facebook month over month for almost 18 months now. Let me give you an example. So I am sitting in an office chair right now. Which you can see maybe yeah. no. They are a shark tank company. They came to us and they said, Hey, we need to double our company. And we want to look at the data to understand how we market our business. And yeah. we want you guys to help us. When we, we, said, when we did an audit of their marketing, we found out they were spending 85% of their ad dollars on Facebook. When we overlaid their customer base online and tracked the movements of their customers, we found out Facebook was the number four performing platform for their customers. So they were spending 85% of their dollars on the number 4 performing platform. Guess what the number 1 platform was? I, this is a, I know it's kind of a trick question. I'm sorry putting you in a box, but the number to... 1 platform for an office chair
0: for company. social media? Yes. I'm going to say LinkedIn. What was it? Pinterest. Pinterest.
1: Because women had gone back to the workforce, they were working from home trying to manage all the things they're managing. And they wanted a comfortable office chair. And the company had never advertised on Pinterest had never had a Pinterest strategy, marketing strategy. Yet it was the number one performing uh, social media platform that we found in the data. Cause we can rank your social media platforms in chronological order of where your customers are buying. And they went, Oh my God, like, we were spending 85% of our dollars on the fourth performing platform and the number one platform, we're not spending any dollars. So you can see it's sort of the money ball and data approach where we've rearranged the entire marketing budget and how they target into their customers now to get it right from the beginning. And so we've seen this on Facebook across the board, almost everywhere we go. It's a, it is, it has become a platform where people are all on it. Don't get me wrong. And by the way, for that That office chair company, we didn't eliminate Facebook ads. We just recalculated it. Maybe it's 15% of the budget instead of 85% of the budget, right?
0: Uh, I need to look into that. The majority of my ad budget is on Facebook. And Mm. although it does convert, I just wonder where, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Instagram's huge for us that we're not tapping into enough. Uh, I love that you said TikTok. Uh, That's something that I think. So many people are hesitant. My audience is hesitant to get on TikTok. Mm-hmm. However, uh, there's ways to do it where you don't have to dance or be silly, but still get great traction. I've <laughs> seen it over and over again, but I love that you brought that up. So yeah. I mean, LinkedIn you know who interest? Roland
1: Fraser is?
0: Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah.
1: So we're, you know, we're, we've been working with him on a lot of this data stuff and he's, he's, you know, almost 60 years old. He's on TikTok. Like he's putting out like 18 like, yeah. posts a day on TikTok
0: amazing it's so yeah. good gary v says that's where it's at he says at least four four posts a day which sounds crazy but yes
1: so good at least three, agree, agree. three. okay so okay. when we look at the influence consumer yeah we we looked at uh the top streaming where espn youtube tv and the peacock channel okay the top social media channels twitch tiktok and snapchat
0: which Snapchat, okay, those are two that I'm not going to be on. So that's kind of wild. Um, that is so weird to me, but I guess as influ- the influenced audience, I could kind of get it. Take me back to the overwhelmed audience. What is their three social media platforms?
1: Yeah, so again, they're... Hold on, Guys, maybe... he
0: can't memorize all this data. Well, so I just, just came gotta... out with it. So yeah, no, it's you're brand right. new. That's what's yeah, so The overwhelm
1: was LinkedIn, TikTok, and Instagram.
0: Oh, that was the one. Okay, that got was it. Okay. So fascinating. I absolutely just love this data because I believe that the those that are listening and including me and my business, we work so hard. We put so much time and love into our marketing. We are there for our students. We show up on social media. We do all the lives and we get to a point sometimes and I think this is happening right now because of the climate. It's like, it's not working like it used to. Right. Why isn't it working like it used to? Knowing who these audiences are and how to attract them and talk to them is a different ballgame. What you do is so incredibly valuable. So Philip, I cannot thank you enough for diving into this data. I was so excited when you said that we could jump on here with this early information. Your report is going to change people's lives in terms of their businesses. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, it's been so valuable. Okay, so tell me this. I know we could talk for hours and hours, yeah. but I'm gonna have people get the report. Good. Um, Amyporterfield.com forward slash report. Easy as that. Amyporterfield.com forward slash report. Go right now. It will take you to my show notes. You can download it, it will be the first download on the show notes. And also tell people where they could learn more about you, um, dive in more. Where should they go?
1: Yeah, you can go to Philipstutz.com. Great. Uh that's mine. You can buy Uh, you know i write about i wrote a book that came out a year ago tell Uh, everyone the name of the book it's called the undefeated marketing system how to grow your business and build your audience using the secret formula that elects presidents and
0: you get a better subtitle no it's so good
1: (laughs) (laughs) so uh but that uh that lays out how we look at the systematic process to eliminate risk in your marketing in each step of the way so the business owner always wins like I'm i'm a big Uh, like I've kind of gone off on a soapbox that there are a lot of marketers out there right now that they get paid before the business owner has success. Mm -hmm. And so I've just ethically sort of wanted to reverse the formula. And so I laid that formula out. So the business owner wins first before the marketing agency, but the marketing agency like mine, we get to have the client for 20 years and make a lot of money. if We are successful for them first. Right. So that's there. If you are curious about how this data would look in your system we do a free data assessment call. Again, it's it's not, uh, we don't give you anything. We just, my team will do a 30 minute call. You can tell us what your customers about. We'll tell you what it looks like in our system. And if that's interesting to you, you can do more with it. If not, you're good to go. And that's philipstutz.com uh, bash, backslash insights. Okay. And it's a free data assessment call with my data team to understand your customers better with this, with what you have already. Awesome. and and yeah those are the that's probably the best place you can find me i mean everything else is in that uh, on that website
0: are you dancing on tiktok
1: i'm not dancing on tiktok <laughs> oh i can i can i give you one more thing so yeah I, I have a uh, a podcast it's called the undefeated marketing podcast and we've had a lot of amazing guests on there from elon musk's business partner to marisa murgatroyd to john asaraf to James Altucher and a great, I'd love to have you on at some point. Love it. And uh, what we try to do is give as many free marketing tips out as possible to business owners so that they can save money and time. And that's the whole purpose of the podcast.
0: Well, we'll link up to everything in the show notes. So I'm so glad you went through that. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys go grab the report. I will be devouring it. I just got it this morning. amyporterfield.com forward slash report will take you to the show notes where we will link to it in the very first link. Thank you so much, Philip, for being yeah, here. Thank and you. I cannot wait to dive in. Bye. Bye.